Start. Cool. Welcome to Mile 13. I am Kim. She is Jackie. Hello. They are Casper. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Delayed reaction. Yeah, what a loser. Guys, can I tell you a fun story? No. Okay, sure. Never mind then. Okay, bye. The end. See you next week, guys. Okay, bye. We accidentally bought a house this week. Accidentally. We, I mean, really, for real. Was it an impulse buy? Uh, completely 100%. How does one impulse buy a house? I'm curious. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. <laughs> so, okay, here's the story of a house name. How a, no. Anyway, how house name Sue. Never mind. This is yeah, the story so, of a girl. All right, so there are kind of a lot of moving parts to this story. So my stepdaughter Pamela and her family, uh, her lovely husband and four beautiful daughters, lived in a house in Kettering and liked it okay, but they wanted to move to another town called Bellbrook, which was is like, I mean, it's literally like maybe a minute drive from their old house to the place where they're going to be living now. But it makes it's a different school district, and the there there's a issue with busing the kids to school. Mm. It's convoluted, not important to the story. <laughs> anyway, so they are they they lived in a subdivision. It was really nice. They had like one of the nicer houses in the neighborhood, and then they decided to build in the Bellbrook subdivision. So they bought the land and anticipated, you know, we'll, we'll hire our real estate agent and like our house will be on the market and we'll build and whatever. Well, before they even put their house on the market, Pamela mentioned it in like the neighborhood Facebook group and it sold the day before their house even went on the market. Holy crap. That is insane. They had not even, still have not even broken ground on their new house yet. So suddenly this family of six finds themselves homeless. Mm. Where are they at right now, Kim? Upstairs at my house. <laughs> oh, goody. So our family of two humans, two dogs, and a snake went to a family of six humans, three dogs, a snake, and a gecko. Eight humans. Gecko. Gecko. Geckos. Hu- you and Steve. Oh, crap. Eight humans. <laughs> yeah. Three dogs, a gecko, and a snake. We live in a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bathhouse. So Big things times. are super fun. It's actually not bad at all. Like we, cause we all, we're all really close. We all get along really, really well. Like we're not the crappy in-laws. Uh, we like, we're all, we all get along good. Um, and I mean, the kids are here all day, every day anyway. So, mm-hmm. but we've got it worked out well. So like they basically, they have the top floor, like the second floor, it's kind of their area. The first floor is kind of like neutral territory. That's where the kitchen is and like all of that. And there's like a family room in the back, which is where I have the daycare. Mm-hmm. So the first mm-hmm. floor is kind of neutral territory. And then the basement, we have like a rec room in the basement. So Steve and I go down there in the evening. So they have the top floor. First floor is neutral. Basement's ours. So it That's works smart. out. It's That's not bad. That's a smart way to do it. We weren't looking to move, clearly. Like we love our house. We thought this was our dream house and all be all. And then on Monday on President's Day, Pamela was off, Joe was off, Steve was off, like everybody was off. And so Pamela's really kind of tight with the like the project manager lady who at the development. And there's a house 
a ranch house that the guy bought the land, like bought the paid for the house, got all the upgrades. So like it's got a double Wi-Fi oven. I don't even know what that means. I don't know how you have Wi-Fi on an oven, but it it has it. You can we turn it on from future. your phone. I guess something. I know, right? It's a it's a beautiful house. It's got like fancy ceilings and everything. Um, when you first walk in the door, there's an option that you can either get like two pillars, you can get a bedroom, or you can get like a study with glass with French doors. He thought he was getting the study with French doors. The builders built the pillars. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. it like when you're building a custom house, like it's kind of a big deal. So to make it right, yeah. the company, he's, it's Ryan Holmes. To make it right, Ryan offered him, they said, sorry, it was a miscommunication somewhere. Have a free deck, which is <laughs> like, a, I mean, it's, that's kind of a big thing to give away. And the guy was like, okay. I'll, I'll, okay, cool. Well, he thought he was getting a covered porch deck. Like there's two deck options. He thought he was getting one and he ended up getting like the smaller deck that's not covered. And at that point, so now we're like the free thing that they were going to give him. There was another miscommunication. And so he just, he just walked away. Like the house is built. Jeez. Oh my God. Pretty much. I mean, there's like some finishing touches here and there, but Mm -hmm. it's built. He just walked away. He's like, forget this. I was like, dang, it must be nice to have that much money to invest in yeah, all of this I was and then just yeah. like, walk that must away. Be nice to be able to just walk away from that. Yeah. So he didn't technically own it at that point. So, because he hadn't signed final anything or what, I don't know. I don't know the semantics of that because I've never built a house, but mm-hmm. apparently Ryan Holmes owns it. So they are basically like taking a bath on this house because the electric's on. So they're paying for the electric. Like it stays lit. It like the water's on, the electric's on. Well, Pamela, because she's in good with the lady um, who runs the, like, I I guess she's called the project manager. I don't know what Mm -hmm. type. I don't, I don't know this stuff. Well, also I just want to interject. I feel like any, any angsty teenager is going to want that basement bedroom. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I would want. Like, yeah. yeah, like, oh, you're saying I can live in a cave and have a bedroom? Like, I'm down for that. And there's a full bath right outside of the third bedroom in the basement. Dude, I'll move oh, in there. Nice. So really, they could make yeah, it like... a teenager's dream. It really is. Can I live mm. there? Yeah, right. So um, they... So Pamela... So on President's Day, everybody's just kind of sitting around bored. And so Pamela gets on and texts the lady, the Ryan Holmes lady... And she's like, hey, are you busy today? And he's like, no, I'm just sitting around. She goes, hey, I'm really curious. Can we just walk through that ranch? Like, we are just looking for something to do on our day off. And so we all went over. And she said to Steve, like, before we left, she's like, I just want you to see it. Just in case you, I know you're not really looking, but just in case, I just want you to see it. She knew. He's he's like, I'll keep an open mind. We go over. He loves it. Love. So he was the one that got sold on it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't I didn't know because I know like a few months ago you were kind of looking at houses, but yeah. it was a wish list stuff. Yeah. And Steve was like, no, 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 I like this house. I like this house. And all of the houses that and it I feel like he would be compromising because his two of his big things, no siding. This has siding. It's not vinyl siding, it's wood siding. 
which oh, well, I guess that's is different. the big difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he different. said he didn't want it in a neighborhood. It's a development. Like it's not, I mean, granted they are a half acre lot and they're staggered. Mm-hmm. So like you mm-hmm. can't see into your neighbor's house or anything, which I think was that's like the nice. main reason. Yeah. Um, but it checked all of my boxes. Like it's got a first floor laundry, which is awesome. It's got a big master bedroom, which is awesome. It's got lots and lots of natural light, which is essential. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got not a lot of carpet. Like the bedrooms are carpeted and the basement's carpeted, which eh, I can live with that. Yeah. So this was on Monday. Thursday, we made an offer and they accepted it. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. So now... That's so crazy. Now, we have to sell the current house that we're living in. We close on this house at the end of March, the new house. And we're going to move in. So, listeners, if there's anybody in the Dayton area who's (laughs) looking for a new home. If you're looking for a three-bed, two-and-a-half-bath, beautiful Cape Cod that's like 2,600 square feet, sits on a half-acre, fenced yard. So, that's my fun story. So, come by my house. I have a bit of a fun story to talk about. I am done. Kim, you were done. Happy birthday, Casper. Uh, I was going to do that. You stole my thunder. Happy birthday to you. You You live in a zoo. You look like, you look like a ghost. And you smell like one, too. I do look like a ghost. I'm very white. You smell like, you don't smell like a ghost. No, you don't. You don't. I'm sure you probably death and decay. You probably smell lovely, actually. I don't think you was, you don't look like you would smell like death and decay. So you just smell like water vapor. That was awful. No. Shouldn't say that about your friends. (laughs) Yes. So thank you. Thank you very much. My birthday was actually on Friday. I'm 24 now. Um, And... I'm going through a slight existential crisis because it's the last year before I'm in my mid twenties, and I don't. We're know almost how I a feel quarter century old. Um, I know it's weird. I don't like it, Bruh. I'm. I don't love it. I'm pushing forty. Come at me in a few years. You are. Can I? Can I? I just want to fight all the time. <laughs> you just you get more aggressive with age. <laughs> it's true. That is true. I'll just get more yes. and more aggressive. Um, but yeah, no, so for my birthday, um, me and a couple friends went up to my parents' lake house because they were gone for the weekend. So um, we went up to lake house. And so, like, Coyote came and a couple other friends from the haunt. And um, we we did this last year, too. So it was kind of like a, like, tradition huh. for us to do this now. Um, and one of the things we do is we play hide and clap, like they <gasps> do from The Conjuring. As one does on one's birthday. Mm-hmm. As one does on one's birthday when they're in a lake house in, like, the <laughs> middle of the woods. You're just asking for it, dude. Yeah, it's a no for yeah. me. So last year, um, we kind of wrote this off because we didn't really think it was that big of a deal. We were kind of like, you were probably sleeping and dreaming. But one of the girls woke up. Um, her name's Storm. She woke Why up. Why do and all she of your friends have the coolest names? Coyotes. I am so jealous. Jackie, get a better name. Ow. Casper has friends named Coyote and Storm. You can make a story out of your friends' names. The other two were, the other two were Mickey and Caitlin. Cool name. Mickey is a cool name. Caitlin, come on, step up your game. You're lagging, sister. But we love Caitlin. All right, right, I guess. (laughs) Freaking Caitlin, get it together. Um, 
Sorry, I interrupted um, your story. I'll tell her she needs to change her name to something cooler. Um, but yeah, anyway, so Storm looks out and she sees Coyote standing in the room. Like, it's the middle of the night. And, like, so this was last year. In the middle of the night, they wake up. So she wakes up and sees Coyote just standing in the middle of the bedroom, just like staring Whoa. at the beds. Now, cool. does Coyote sleep very, like, Coyote um, paranormal activity esque? And also, nope. I've been at your lake house in that because the bedrooms are like it's like a barn that was renovated to just have as many bunk beds as possible. It's kind of creepy. Well, actually, we renovated the house, so now there's a second story. So we were on the second story. What you Wait, were how do you renovate a second? Loft st- okay, room. never mind. Go but, on, continue. Yeah, we keep interrupting. Sorry. No, you're totally fine. So, um, Cody's standing there. Storm kind of wakes up and is like, hey, man, what you doing? And Kai turns around and leaves. Um, and the next day, like, Kai was like, I never did that. I've never slept. Like, I was not in your room. I've never slept walk before in my life. Super weird. And we all kind of, like, laughed it off. And we were like, haha, cool, funny. Um, so, that was last year. This year, we were um, we decided to play hide and clap again, but we played it a little bit differently because um, we kind of it's it's a nice house, but you kind of run out of hiding spots after a while, um, and so we decided to play hide and go seek oh, in the dark fun. instead. Did you have flashlights? Yeah. What'd you say? Sorry, I'm talking with fun dip in my mouth. <laughs> Did you have flashlights, You're fine. or were you just like feeling around in the dark for each other? No, 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 no. You were just feeling around in the dark. I don't like that. Yeah, no. So I was hiding underneath the bed, um, like in one of the bedrooms, and there was a power strip that had a little orange light in it. And I was one of the last people to be found. And so it was actually Caitlin who was seeking. And I love Caitlin, but she's a little bit of a scaredy cat. Um, So she was kind of like screaming and trying to like kind of freaking out about it. And so I was laughing because I was just having a ball listening to her freak out because I'm a haunter. And that's I like listening to people being scared. Um... But, uh, so I'm sitting, I'm under the bed and I hear somebody come into the room. Like I hear footsteps come into the room and I see something go, there's a power strip that has a little orange light and something like walks across it. So I know someone is in the room with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really think much of it. I thought maybe it was one of the others who was like trying to come find me and like know where I was, but what wasn't going to tell Caitlin about it. And Caitlin's freaking out, and all of a sudden, I hear clear as day Coyote's voice. I know my girlfriend's voice, guys. It was Coyote's voice say, why are you afraid that's your coworker? Because me and Caitlin work at the haunted house together. So I didn't think about it, and I just kind of left, and I like they eventually found me, and I went downstairs, and I was like, Kai, when did you come into the bedroom? Like, why did you come in there and not say hi to me? And Coyote was like, I was downstairs the entire round. Oh. And I was like, wait, who came upstairs? And they were like, only Caitlin went upstairs. No one came up there. And I was like, well, no, no, somebody was in the room with me. I I heard somebody come in. I saw something go across the light, like the only light source in the room. And they were like, Casper, we're not fucking with you. No one went upstairs. Holy crap. What is Um, wrong with your girlfriend? They like astro project into other rooms. Your girlfriend's so actually, a demon. What we did was we did a tarot card reading to talk to this ghost. And apparently he had a super shitty life, but he's really nice. And he's super, super lonely. And he just wants to imitate people so that we pay attention to him. Aww. So he's just needy. He's, he's just a needy boy. I don't know. Red flags. Red flags. Well, I mean, you could just want friends. 
That's not the way to get friends, needy ghost boy. Needy ghost boy. Especially stop, like stop impersonating my girlfriend. It's not fun. Well, and that's the thing. Like he's latched on to one person. That that yeah. is true. Probably not healthy. Needy ghost boy is being a little needy. If I was Coyote, I would not be a fan of this. Needy ghost boy. Or Jackie for the calling me a demon. You just called Coyote a demon. Um, yes. Would you like to retract that statement? No. Because no, Coyote is a you don't lovely need to human. That. Coyote would love the fact that you think they're a demon. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Thank you, Casper. I sorry, by that kid. Coyote. I think you're lovely. I think Coyote is a lovely demon. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, a very lovely demon. We have full plans of when we die to become poltergeist and haunt the shit out of everything. See, and I would expect nothing less from the two of you. Right? I don't uh, know Coyote uh, that well, but... You guys could hang out with the, the ghost guy and, like, just make a... You could make, like, a Charlie's Angel trio. Oh, at the lake house? <laughs> that would be fun. The three amigos? Yeah, it'd be great. Aw, cute. <gasps> Can you get little ghosty sombreros and really be the three amigos, like the movie? <laughs> you could um, be Martin Short. Someone please draw Casper Coyote and the needy ghost boy as the three amigos. Except the needy ghost boy has to be Steve Martin because Casper and Coyote are way too short. That's fair. <laughs> I forget. Who's the third amigo? Uh. Oh, was it Eddie Murphy? No, it was Chevy Chase. They are very different people. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Yeah. Well, I, they're, they were from the same time period, the same that, SNL time true. period. So it was Martin Short, Steve... Martin and Chevy Chase, I think. That would make sense. Or maybe it would be funnier to have Coyote and Casper be the two tall guys since they're short. And then the ghost short. And then the ghost guy who's probably tall can be Martin Short, and that'd be really funny. (laughs) Okay. It's a real (laughs) knee slapper. Also, this has nothing to do with anything, but it should be noted that there is a massive snowstorm happening outside right now, and I can hear the wind, and it's being super spooky. Ooh. Classic Chicago. Mm-hmm. Classic well, Chicago. Yeah, it was 50 yesterday, and now it's a snowstorm. Welcome to Chicago. It's hell. <laughs> I think we're supposed to get it tomorrow. Like, there's an 80% oh, really? chance of snow. I don't know if it's going to be a storm, but there's an 80% chance Excuse me, of snow tomorrow. Good thing about I just burped drive. into my microphone. Sorry. Disgusting. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't know it was, know it was coming. Well, Casper, I <sighs> am very scared for you. I'm not. Oh, I'm, gonna... I'm fine. I've dealt oh, with wait. worse. Scared for the snow or scared for the ghost guy? The ghosts. Well, okay. So I don't know a lot when it comes to like gemstones and the powers that they have. So I'm just going to kind of throw gravel at you and hope <laughs> that that helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grab one of Bubba's oh, teeth and okay. throw, it at the, hopefully, throw it at the screen. Hopefully one of those has something that works in your favor. Grab a tooth. Throw it at the screen. I don't know what they do, but they're all good things. Hopefully okay, they're all sure, good I'll things. Accept that. Actually, me and Coyote are going to sage my apartment because I've been waking up with random scratches recently, and that's Ooh, always a bad good. sign. So we're just going to go ahead and just do a clean sweep of the apartment just yeah. to make sure. There's been weird noises and things getting thrown. We're kind of like, you're getting a little aggressive, whoever's here. We're going to kind of knock you down a couple pegs. I, so I also, I have never saged a place before. One of my mm-hmm. friends recently moved into a new house and she saged it when she moved in just mm-hmm. as a precautionary measure. Yeah. It stinks. 
Sage does oh, yes, not it does. burning sage does not smell good, and I feel like that is an untapped industry. What, what good burning sage? sage? Scented sage that you can burn. Like treat well, the, the whole sage point with of it is it the treat like the sage the of the herbs. It can't be scented. Dip it in it elderberries or something so that it smells good. I mean, I suppose you could anoint it with oil. Like you could pick a like essential oil to anoint it with, and maybe that would help with the smell. But like the whole point is that it's supposed to be an overwhelm like whelming smell. Well, uh, why can't it be an overwhelming good smell? Because then more because ghosts are going to hang the out ghosts will with you. like it. Thank you, Casper. And then they'll come and hang out with you, <laughs> and then you're going to get crazy coyote shaped. No, what if, but what if it's like anointed with, at the foot of your bed at night with yeah. lavender, lavender and vanilla. Those are both very soothing smells. So it would still smell good, but the ghost would like go to sleep. They're just going to want to pass out. That's fine. Could you imagine having to step over ghosts <laughs> to get your morning cup of coffee? Yeah, actually I do that with Rupert all the time. Don't give the ghost <laughs> date rape drugs. Don't make them fall asleep in my house. Are you going to date rape a, dr- a ghost? No, I'm telling you not to because you're the one no, who wants okay, to make okay. them fall asleep. Can <laughs> date rape and date rape drug? Two different things. Okay, very different things. You did not say date rape drug. You said date rape. Casper date rape drug is the oh, drug that makes said it date rape drug. better. Can we just move on to what's going on in your anyway, life, Jacqueline? Should, yeah, should, Jackie, what's going on? <laughs> um, absolutely nothing. All right, can we get started with the show then? <laughs> Can we actually talk about spooky things? Okay. I suppose I have been. I appreciate talking about my life. Okay. <laughs> You're sick. The end. Yeah, I'm sick. The end. Everyone is sick. The world's on fire. Um, Did you the have coronavirus? On fire. We're in the middle of no. a plague. Everything's great. Mm, I do not have coronavirus. Mm. The girl that gave me it. Okay. We high fived. It's not. Don't give me that look. Kimberly. Um. She got tested. She yeah, doesn't have Kimberly. coronavirus. She got tested for your high five. Um, the, doc- the doctor says it's cooties. <laughs> you, you might need to get your. I got a case of the cooties. <laughs> you might need to get your circle circle dot renewed. <laughs> yeah. So we're due for a circle circle dot. Um, okay. So this week is kind of like last week, a little different. What? So what is the name of this? Have we figured out a name yet? Didn't we call it Hitchhikers? Is that what we're calling it? Hitchhikers? I thought it was side seat Tales stores? from the passenger seats. Oh, Tales. Yep. See, yes. that's why we that's why we pay Casper the big bucks. Okay. Yay, so, you pay me nothing. <laughs> so this uh, week. Actually, mm. I would like to clarify really quickly before you get started. I take exception to that comment because when we got stickers, you got 50 and we got 50 to split between us. So we only got 25, but Casper got the full 50 to spread out in Chicago land. Okay, so, so how much was each sticker? Individually? I don't know. That's how much money I got. Point is we pay you in stickers. Oh, that's all I twice want. as much. You always pay me in stickers twice as much as what we're making. <laughs> so, so you may not be making the big bucks, but you're making the big stickers. Yeah. Our Excellent. currency around here. <laughs> um, okay. So, this what week, would you say is the ratio of stickers <laughs> to joy? <laughs> um, it's one like sticker, yes. a half a sticker to an insurmountable amount of joy. One sticker equals Excellent. five joy. Um, but no, so 
we're doing um, Tales from the Passenger Seat Part 2. Love it. And so the way this is going to happen is Kim and I are telling stories that are kind of copy and pasted straight out of these people's mouths. And then Casper is kind of not doing that. I don't know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> copy and paste. I have a story straight- from a friend. Yes. So Casper's is a little more detailed. Ours is just kind of bullets from what they had told us. Yeah, Casper's is more like what you're used to, and Jackie and I are taking the slacker route. Yeah, Uh, because we're lazy, and I'm pulling the sick card. So Uh, I'm pulling the... I have a house with eight people, and I'm trying to do do work in school and buy a house card. And that is fair. Casper doesn't really have a card except for the ghost card, which is... Just take all of the weight of the podcast on my <laughs> tiny little baby bird shoulders. Hey, now I just picked. Bruh, you got shirts. You got a ghost to help you. That's true. Yeah. Presumably, Maybe you got a demon girlfriend. You're today. good. We are huh? super feisty. Who? All us. of us. All of us. Yeah. It's literally all of us interrupting each other for about I two know. hours. I know. I yeah. Sorry, listeners. We haven't seen each other in a while. It's literally been a it's month. It's been a hot minute. Uh, this is why we need to record every week because when we don't, we lose control of the situation and just yes. insult each other for an hour. But no, Casper, you got a demon girlfriend, so you're good. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, so my story comes from Lindsay. And um, thank you, Lindsay. Yes, Lindsay. I don't remember the story because I, I literally read it like three months ago. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I guess we'll just get started. So, so I guess we'll all learn it together. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. This is a, a roller coaster ride that we're all going to be in. So I'm just going to read it. Um, she's using eyes, so I'm just going to read it how she wrote it. So when I was seven, we moved to southern Kentucky from Michigan. Around nine cool. years old, I started to notice weird. Okay. Also, I don't cuss, so I'm going to do like little awkward um, replacement <laughs> words. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so around nine years old, I started noticing weird poop. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I'm just kidding. Weird crap um, happening around the house. Um, I was going to say dookie, but I feel like live a little. Say crap. Duff. Oh, wow. You're really, you're really <laughs> going off the deep end there, Jackie. Are you doing okay. all right there? <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay. I've had wine and I'm sick. Weird combination. Okay. So. Um, when Lindsay was around nine years old, well, yeah, uh, I started to notice weird stuff happening around the house, cold spots, always feeling like someone was watching me. It was just weird. My grandmother was an old regular Baptist. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a whole She's other bag of crap. All the stuff going for her. So she moved from Michigan to the South. Like Southern Ooh. Kentucky, you're moving to the South. That's that's the the North part of the South. And her grandma's an old regular Baptist. Those are the ones I think that like they don't believe in music. They like don't believe like they're they're super strict. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were always told about the devil and angels. I never really believed it, but I told them I did and just went along. I feel sure. like a lot of better stories. No, it's devils and demons, but just church in general. Been there, done that, Lindsay. (laughs) Yeah. Sassy snap. Feel you, girl. (laughs) So one night I'm getting ready for bed and I always slept with the closet light on. I've been soup and I've been super sensitive to supernatural. Uh, Found out much later in life about my empathetic and medium nature. 
So I opened the closet door, flipped the light on, grabbed my teddy, flipped the light room off, and I curl up under my blankets. Not long after that, my bedroom door slams shut. My closet light flips off and the door slams shut. So any logical nine-year-old would do exactly what I did. I yanked my covers over my head and gripped my teddy. Girl, been there. I still do that. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a husband that sleeps with a gun. I mean, not like under his pillow, but in the spoon it. No, like it's in the dresser does next. Does he spoon the gun? <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, it's okay. That's it. No, it's in the dresser drawer right next to him. So, and his side of the bed is closer to the door. So if anything were to happen, I could just kick him and he would get the gun and shoot whatever it is. Put a hole in our wall because it's probably a ghost. And, and I have a demon right girlfriend. It. So if anything were to happen, I would just kick them and they would just go full feral. Okay, so uh, I heard this low, growl-like laughter coming from the corner of the Ooh, room no. by my closet. No, no, no. There's Cute. something that, like, creepy low laugh. So I, mm. I've i never experienced anything even remotely paranormal. I got that one picture the one time. That's about it when, when we were um, in Ohio for our road mm-hmm. trip. But... I I literally could not handle that. I would poop my pants <laughs> immediately. Um, so whatever was there started taunting me, ooh, telling me he was going to take me and that I was going to be marked for life. Whoa. Dude, who's this punk-ass demon coming after a nine-year-old? Yeah. Yikes. It's like it's like one thing to be a demon and be a dick, but like you're gonna come after a nine year old. Is she even threaten n- them? That's is she just nine? Rude. Yeah, she's nine at the oh, okay. time. Okay, I thought at the beginning she said she was seven. Uh, so she was seven when she moved, and then oh, around okay. nine is when it happened. Gotcha. She started gotcha, gotcha. seeing like experience things at nine. Okay, yes. I got you. I started to cry silently, like <gasps> you should, in that situation. Like, and yeah. <laughs> And I begged whatever deity was out there to please save me, and I promised to be good. All of a sudden, my room filled with this bright white light, and I distinctly hmm. uh, heard the thing hiss. Whoa. There was this booming so voice. like that. Yeah. There was this booming voice that I told it to go away, that I was marked for greatness, and that it could not tarnish that. Damn, Lindsay, you're going to do great things in life. I know, right? Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. Jeez. No pressure there, kiddo. Before it slinked away, it argued with this light, telling them that he would be back. And then, just like that, the light vanished. My closet light turned on, and the door creaked open. My bedroom door creaked open. And I shot out of bed so fast, I jumped to my door, flipped my room light on, ran out of the hallway, and turned on every light in the house as I went. I ended up in the kitchen behind our bar with the chairs barricading me in, and I stayed that way until my mom woke up for work. Which that her mom must be a sound sleeper, for reals though. Because like if I heard a nine year old barreling through the house turning on lights, I think I'd probably wake up. I would be very intrigued to wake up to have every single light in my house on, with like a child barricading, just like wake up and just be like, what happened? Right, you know, she probably got yelled at for it, too. Oh, probably. 
Her mom probably, I, you don't pay the electric bill around here. We're all lights on. <laughs> I bet that's exactly what her mom sounds like. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay's mom. I didn't mean to go that extreme with it. But <laughs> um, so her mom, uh, she asked me what I was doing. And all I could think to say was the devil is in my room. I stayed oh. up till daylight and finally went to sleep. A few years after that incident. There was a house in the corner that my sisters and I sisters and I used to always say was haunted, but no one ever believed us. The house had been abandoned for years. We peeked in the window, and the house was still fully furnished. Plates left on the coffee table. Pictures on the Ooh, wall. Creepy. Yeah, like everyone just got up and left. This reminds me of a story that I heard once about a lady. It's a rather famous story, but I don't remember the name of the lady who... Uh, it's like the only... Um, documented case of spontaneous human combustion. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that one. I don't remember the lady's name, but basically, like, there was just, like, a burnt spot in her chair. In her foot? Mm -hmm. In her, yeah, like, her shoes or something. Mm -hmm. Immediately, my thought is, like, this this family just, like, went up in flames. Yeah. My immediate thought was the rapture. Ooh. Oh, that sucks. It was only this one family, and all the rest of us (laughs) are just left behind. They're the only ones that made it. (laughs) Um, So the stairs had been dilapidated and fallen in and no one could have gotten upstairs. One night I'm looking out my window and notice that the light is on in the upstairs window. Mm. I could see a shadow moving, but the curtains were closed. So I stared for a minute and then all of a sudden the curtains were pulled open and there's this man staring right at me. He smiled a little, then shut the curtain super fast, scared the crap out of me. I found out the guy who lived there. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Keep going. No, you can go. I was going to say, like, are we sure that's not a homeless man? Like, sure, the stairs are dilapidated, but, like, it wouldn't be terribly difficult to climb up and be upstairs. She said they were falling in, so I'm not sure what that yeah, but, like, means. Yeah. Are they, aren't there windows? Would there, like, there could be a trellis? Like, there could be other ways to climb up to a second but, like, story why w- than just the stairs. I guess the... My question then would be, why would you? Like, if there's, if you have a perfectly good first story and you're a homeless dude, like, why would you bother to climb up to the second story? Safety? I guess unless maybe, like, curiosity or, I don't know. Yeah. Or I would think teenagers. you would be more safe on the first floor, though, because the floor could cave in and you would be on the first floor again. That's true. I was thinking yeah. less of a chance of, like, being discovered and, like, kicked out. Yeah, that's true, too, though. Granted, he's not I being very like careful if he has the lights on. That's true. Mm-hmm. I feel like Anyways, hooligans sorry. would be more likely to... Like, teenagers would be more stupid enough to, to be, be like, yeah, like a teenage hooligan. Yeah. You're yeah. more fearless. Um, But so Lindsay said, I found out the guy who lived there had been in a motorci- uh, motorcycle accident up the road and the family moved. Hmm. Um, oh. So then Lindsay also said, I found my path in paganism after that. I'm a medium, but I've turned a lot, um, but I've turned a lot of it out. Tuned? Tuned. Tuned. I think tuned. Tuned. So I found my, this is a last sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness. Guys, I'm sick. Okay. I found my path in paganism. I'm a medium, but I've tuned a lot of it out. It's taken me years to do it. And that is it. That's an interesting, that's interesting. I would love to, Lindsay, if you're listening and you hear this, 
I would love for you to write to us at mile13show at gmail.com and let us know why you choose to tune it out instead of embrace it. That's I, true. I, yeah. I, because I can make an assumption that it probably gets real loud and real annoying if you mm-hmm. have like, yeah, I'm not like stuff I'm not coming medium, at you all the time, I but empath and I do have spirits in my life. And for me, they don't happen often enough for me to need to tune them out because it's just, it's a random occurrence. Um, like they do happen, but not often enough to affect my life daily. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious to see if like being a medium does, is that often like, is it like that disruptive? Yeah. So Lindsay, if you're listening, Please write to us and and yeah and we'll do a follow up. We want to be a friend. Yeah, we do. For real though. Um, or honestly, cool. Any any other medium? Yeah, I because like I said, I've never had any experiences. So for me, that's such that would actually be really cool if you were a medium who doesn't tune it out, and or and or a medium who does tune it out. Like I'd like to hear both sides of Mm -hmm. why. And like how, especially if it's because of the noisiness and you are a medium who chooses to embrace it, how do you live with that? Yeah. Like the constant barrage of, and and see now I'm just picturing Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. (laughs) Excuse me, burping. Um, I mentioned my friend Mickey earlier uh, who went with me on my birthday road trip. So Mm -hmm. this is a story that um, actually his mom was a part of. And it's it's not very supernatural, but it's definitely true crime. Ooh, we don't get a lot of those. No, we don't. Alrighty, so I'm gonna start with the direct quote from, um, like, from his mom. Um, okay. So it goes, um, "Me and Dad woke up to the dogs barking. We didn't think anything of it, um, but they were barking and barking so much that we went outside to take a look. We w- went behind the house where the garage is, and we opened up the garage door and saw a garbage can on fire. Whoa! Um, so we were like, "What the hell is that?" Uh, the cops were there, and the fire department extinguished the fire. When they um, and sorry, and when they tilted the garbage can over, they discovered the body. They took out the body, and they saw what we saw was a girl curled up in the fetal position, completely charred. Whoa! Did wait, you wait, say wait. this is behind their house? Yep. Wait, how long ago? Heck was this? to the no! I'll get there in a second. This is all just like last week. This is all just the exact quote from Mickey's mom. Oh my gosh. Um, and then Mickey asks in like the like so they basically sent me a video and this is what I'm quoting from the video. So then Mickey asks like, so you saw the body? And she goes, yeah, I was there when they dumped it. Um, the body was all charred up in the fetal position. Then they ask us questions. You know, did we hear anything or see anything? We said, yeah, we did. We heard the dogs barking, and my husband looked at the cameras. Um, we saw a guy on the camera leaving in the scene in a car, but we couldn't see who it was because the cameras were black and white and not that good back then. Um, we found out later that it was a girl that she and her friends had gotten into a car with some guy in the back. The girl was in the back seat. She was able to jump out, but the girl in the front wasn't. So I guess that's the girl who couldn't escape. Um, we never did hear anything uh, more from that, and we never did get asked any more questions. So that's oh. what all they knew. And that's everything they told me. So then I did some further research. Oh, of course you did, because you're so a professional. Yes, professional, because I'm not lazy and slacker. 
I'm offended, but also yeah, you should be humbled. <laughs> so on March 14th, 2000, so not that long ago, 20 years ago, policemen discovered the charred body in a, a charred body in a garbage can in the Chicago suburbs. I won't say the neighborhood just because for my friend's safety, but in Chicago suburbs. Can you tell um, us if it's a, is it like a good neighborhood or a bad neighborhood? Uh, I mean, like, are we talking affluent or a what? It's not a great neighborhood. Like, it's not okay. a bad neighborhood, but it's not like, it's not, um, it's not like, not super their, like rich white suburbs. Like okay, you can gotcha. walk there during the day, but not at night. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so that was on, so that's on March 14th. It took till April 10th for DNA to confirm that the body was 14 year old Alanya Woodbury. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Yeah, 14. Whoa. Her parents would later describe her as an energetic girl who loved to dance and talk with her many friends. Um, the detectives were actually able to find the friend that was in the car. Her name was Alma. Um, and Alma was the last person who saw Alanda alive before her disappearance. Uh, Alma was able to give a physical description of a man and able to identify him from a photo array. That man was 27-year-old Scott Miller. So what was a 27-year... Like... 27-year-old and a 14-year-old. I don't like that. Nope. I don't no either. One does. No one likes that. But he also... That's... I, okay, I see what you're saying. But he's also much younger than I would have anticipated. That I was is anticip- true. Is I was not anticipating forties. Yeah. Because you don't hear about. I mean, I guess you do. You you hear about murderers and stuff that are in their twenties. Like Bundy was in his twenties. But more often, you hear about guys in their forties or early fifties who mm-hmm. are murderers. Yeah, that's true. Um, so then Alma was able to kind of fill in the gaps to the police. So now we're going to go back in time to what, what happens from her perspective. Um, so she told the police that on March 12th, around 11 PM, she and Alanda were hanging out on a street corner when a gold Pontiac drove up. A man in the front seat offered them marijuana if they got into his car. Um, and they did. And he drove them around for a while. And eventually, um, he drove Alma home and let her out. So he actually did let her go. But he sped away with Alanda still in the car before she could get out. So that's where the discrepancy from Mickey's mom's story is. It like the uh, like Alma never escaped. She was let go. Okay. But a lot like um, Alanda was not. Hmm. Um, the next day, Alma called the house, um, like her um, her friend's house, and discovered that she never came home the previous night. Um. And then on April 19th, detectives arrived at Miller's home because at this point Alma had identified him. Um, uh, They found him sitting in the gold Pontiac exactly like Alma had described it. He was sitting in the car? Just sitting in the car. Whoa. They informed him that they were investigating a homicide and asked if he would accompany them to the police station. He tried to speak, but the detective stopped him and told him to, like, wait until they arrived, arrived at the station. Um, which is kind of interesting parallel to the last time, like our last week's story. Um, yeah. And the fact that like that, they were like, you can talk to us if you want. Right. And, yeah. Like, this time, like mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I want to talk. And they're like, no, no, wait, wait till you're on record. Like. Yeah, um, that is interesting. Interesting. 
Um, he was never handcuffed, but he was placed in a locked interview room for questioning. They told him about uh, the fact that they were investigating the death of a 14-year-old girl who they believed had been abducted. Um, he said that he had heard about the incident but, um, and agreed to allow the detective to search his vehicle. Um, it's at this point that the detectives informed him that apparently Alanda's body hadn't been completely burned. In fact, her pelvic region was intact and contained bodily fluids. <sighs> so they asked for his DNA so that he could either be identified or excluded. And at this point, Miller just broke. He just broke down and admitted everything because he knew he was going to get caught because mm. it was 100% his DNA. Yeah. Um, so at this point, he went ahead and just told them everything. He said uh, that he had taken Alanda to his house after dropping Alma off. He offered her $50 to have sex with him. And they, angry, uh, they engaged in several consensual acts, which consensual is up for debate. She's 14. Right. You can't mm-hmm. really have consensual sex with a 14-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I only say that in the fact that, like, he didn't force her. She did agree to it. Right. Um, but then they both fell asleep, and he woke up later to find her stealing um, $200 out of his pocket, which is interesting. Well, I mean, may or may not be true. May, yeah, that, yeah, that's what he said, um, it was that she was stealing money out of his pocket, specifically $200. Um, Which Miller, honestly isn't that much if that's, if that's the cause of him right. reacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not a lot of money. Jeffrey yeah. Epstein was throwing that out like daily on girls mm-hmm. of the same age. Moving on. Yeah. So Miller got out of bed and, quote, got in the victim's face. She pushed him away and tried to leave, when, and that's when he grabbed her. And in response, she pulled out a knife. Um, oh, so she's like a, she's pretty street savvy. She, she's, she's spunky. This is sad at 14. This is really sad, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, he then grabbed her wrist. And so, sorry, this is going to get um, pretty, pretty detailed. So I'm going to do a slight trigger warning before I go into this. Um, he then grabbed her wrist and pulled her around into a chokehold, twisting her wrist until she dropped the knife. She then began to yell, and it said, and quote, the louder she yelled, the tighter he choked her. Mm-hmm. After about four minutes, she stopped yelling, and after another minute, she went limp and fell on the floor. Miller was quoted later saying he thought she had just passed out, but it was in that moment that she had died. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he strangled her. Yeah. He was questioned later, and it's, uh, sorry, when questioned later, Miller said he was afraid that the shouting would wake up his parents, and he didn't want them to find out that he had an underage girl in his room with him. Classy. 27-year-old living with mom uh, and dad. Maybe just don't have underage girls in your room. As If you're really concerned about your parents finding out, maybe just don't do that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you obviously know the diff- like, good, good right. and bad. Right, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, this is a bad thing. Know that this was bad because you don't want to get caught doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But wait, it gets worse because he then <sighs> left her body locked in his bedroom for an entire day when he went to work. How do you? Can you work? imagine going to work on that day? Like working a shift and yeah, like I don't know what he did, but if he was interacting with customers, yeah, or oh, that's weird. 
Yeah. I almost would think that it would be easier to interact with people than if you were doing something that you didn't involve human interaction because then at least you have something to sort of take your mind off of it. Whereas if you're working like on a factory line or something, you're not really interacting with somebody. You're just doing like monotonous drudgery tasks. Like you're, there's nothing to stop you from replaying this in your mind again and again and again and thinking about it all day long. That's fair. Yeah. I'm also curious, like we don't like, we have no information about like how he did respond to it. Like if he was calm and collected or if he was (laughs) panicking, like it doesn't seem like this was like a, like, he definitely like meant to do it, but it wasn't a repeated offense. Like it wasn't like he had strangled multiple girls that we know of. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if he did, like if it was a, like, I guess I'll just go to work and I'll just leave her in my closet for until I can mm-hmm. deal with it. Or if it was like, I don't know what to do about this. I can't, I can't figure out what to do about this. I made an irreversible mistake. And I wonder too, if he had not gotten caught, would he have done it again? Yeah. That is interesting. Like, would he I don't have think, been like, a serial yeah. rapist? Uh, there, yeah, there's nothing to say he would stop trying to offer $50 for sex to other 14-year-old girls. And then, too, if he got off on the murder, yeah. like, that, that, I mean, this very well, if, if he hadn't gotten some, caught, yeah. this very well could have been a cl- catalyst for a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. To where you can escalate from there. Mm-hmm. So he came home and he uh, removed all of her clothing, wrapped her up in a blanket and uh, placed her in his trunk. As he drew, uh, drove, he threw her keys and the knife that she wielded at him out the window. He then placed her body in a garbage can with a tank of gasoline and lit it on fire and placed her clothing in a different garbage can a couple blocks away. Um, so that's how he like just got rid of the evidence, quote unquote. Um, the trial was not conducted into 2012, so very recently. Wow. Um, yeah. Also kind of the opposite. Yeah, also kind of the opposite of what, like, I feel like last week's story was really quick, comparatively speaking. That was like a two-year trial. Like, that was two years, not 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the trial, he was accused of aggravated kidnapping, sexual assault, and first-degree murder. Um, he tried to position or petition for self-defense, but that was thrown out considering he continued to attack her after she had dropped the knife. And maybe the fact that he was a 27-year-old man and she was a 14-year-old she was a 14 child. Year old girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's not self-defense. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you could be like, yeah, she has a weapon, but, like, the second she drops it, it's not self-defense anymore. Right. And also, what is she doing in your bedroom? Like, she shouldn't right. be there to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Well, prosecutors argued, uh, so, yeah, at that point, prosecutors argued that he was no longer afraid of the knife, but of being kicked out of his house if his mother found out he was, uh, he had a young girl in his room. That's what he was afraid of, not the fact that he was going to get hurt by her. Mm -hmm. Um, This makes me madder than anything. He was acquitted of sexual charges because of insufficient evidence to show he knew how old the victim was. That's the whole reason he killed her. Yep. That's just, mm, that is numb. Yep. If you want something to just boil your blood, 
just also oh you boy. can look at any fourteen year old girl and be like she's under eight. Like yeah, I mean I feel like, like, you like might not know now the exact age, but you can tell. Like I mean, like yes, nowadays it's harder to tell because gr- like younger girls are wearing more makeup and looking yeah. more mature. It's harder to yeah. tell, but like. But in 2000, that's the year I graduated from high school. I'm aging myself a little bit here. But we, you could tell if somebody yeah. wasn't 18. Like, yeah. it was, yeah. Especially if you're yeah, 14. Like, like, you barely hit. Like, that's yeah, barely out of middle school. Barely hit puberty. Yeah. yeah. Um, the judge, so Judge Mary Ellen Colon, I think is how you pronounce her last name. Um, said the case was chilling to say the least. She remembers that Miller imitated the sound of Alanda's dying like breath uh, during the trial. He totally would have escalated. Mm. He would have escalated. Yeah. The fact that he was able to do that. Yeah. He would have escalated. So he was set. Uh, so Bond was set at two point five million dollars. Um, and at the end, uh, Miller was charged for 45 years for first degree murder and an additional five for concealment of the body. Um, he is eligible for release in 2062. He will be nine or he will be 89 at that point. So his odds are not great. Good. Yeah. Granted, good. you can't guarantee of not early release or anything about that, but, um, I have no problem being a 76 year old man. I'm not above that. But yeah, that is the story about how to, um, what to do when you find a dead body in your garbage can on fire. So that was your, your friend's <sighs> mom. So my friend's mom discovered that girl's body. <laughs> oh, discovered it. Well, she was the one who like found she the garbage can on fire and that. called the police <clears throat> because they were like, the, the, our garbage can is on fire. Come put it out. Oh, no, I don't like that. That's crazy. And, like, they had no idea there was a body in there. Like, absolutely, like, no idea of anything. They just called police, and police showed up and then tipped the garbage can over and found the body. That's insane. Your poor parents. Yeah. Oh, that's another part I forgot. I, I didn't write that note down. But, yeah, she, her mom put out a missing persons because it took a while to identify the body. Her mom mm-hmm. put out a missing persons the day after the body was discovered. How long had she been missing at that point? Two days. Oh, so it was relatively quick from like yeah. her missing to be. Okay. I mean, ish though, but like, I, I mean, don't know. I hope that her friend was like, her friend I, knew something was up because she was like, I saw her go away with this dude and now she's now she's gone. Now she's missing. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know though. That kind of rubs me the wrong way though. Like a, at 14, she gets into a car with a dude who's offering her weed, but she's got a knife. Like that's not something that most 14 year old girls I think have is a knife. Yeah. And B like she's gone for two whole days before her mom reports her missing. That bothers know, maybe me. It was a, maybe she often would like spend time with friends and stuff. At 14, though, to not come home for two days? That's, I don't know. Maybe. It seems sketchy to me, but like her mom seemed, that, that parenting seems sketchy to me. 
if if I have a 14-year-old kid and I don't see her every day, like something's not right. Mm. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> well, that's <Anyways>. terrifying. <laughs> yep. Uh, Anyways, all right. super happy story. <sighs> oh my gosh, Mickey. Ugh. All right. Our final story comes to us from Kirsten. Kirsten. Hello, Kirsten. She says, growing up, I lived with my grandparents due to some issues with my parents. I was happy to live with my grandma, again with the grandma stories, <laughs> happy to live with my grandma, except for one reason, her house was hella haunted. <laughs> Everyone well, that lived in haunted that house. Yeah, right. Everyone that lived in that house had small experiences throughout the years, but nothing too alarming. I was 14 years old when my best friend from out of town came to stay the weekend with me. My grandma went to work her usual, and her boyfriend had an appointment. Oh, I love it when grandmas have boyfriends. Her boyfriend had an appointment in the afternoon, so we were left alone for a few hours. We were only given one rule while they were out, in all caps. No other people were allowed over. I thought, easy, I never get to hang out with Miranda, so I'm not even interested in seeing my other friends. I felt incredibly cool. See, now, okay, this is a contrast. She's 14, just like the girl that was murdered pulling a knife. (laughs) And she's like, oh, I felt really cool. There's no rules except nobody's allowed over the house. No adults. (laughs) This is getting crazy. Yeah, no adults. Cool. Yeah, no. Now I understand the contrast. I was like, well, 14's like a teenager, kind of. Like, it's a young teenager. But I was like, "Mm, never mind. Yeah, yeah, I'll have sex with you for 50 bucks and some weed. Don't make me shank you. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's really... Okay, anyway, moving on. I felt incredibly cool, Kirsten says, being left alone with little to no rules. We did did what we thought adults did on snowy days, made some warm food to eat while we watched TV in my bedroom. I mean, that's that's precious. That is what we do. You (laughs) You were dead on. Everything was going normally until we finished making our feast. Suddenly, we heard some strange noises coming from my basement that happened to be next to the kitchen. We didn't make a big deal about it because it was an old house and things like that happen all the time. Deep down inside, I was actually freaking out because that basement scared the hell out of me since I was a kid. I, I saw a shadow person down there once with my brother and was never able to go down there alone again. We continued to get our food and drinks together when we heard what sounded like footsteps coming up the stairs. Miranda and I looked at each other and felt like we had an entire conversation with that look. I grabbed a knife from the kitchen while she ran to the living room to grab the phone. See, that 14-year-old has a knife. Yeah, okay, then slightly <laughs> different story. <laughs> we, we made it to my bedroom and locked the door within seconds. Sitting on my bedroom floor, I felt like I was losing my mind until we continued to hear footsteps climbing the stairs and making their way to my room at the end of the hallway. Mm-mm, don't like that. At this point, we were both silently crying while trying to listen. I can picture this in my head. Like, this is playing out like a movie for me right now. And also, like, okay, so when people, when there's just one person and they're seeing things, it could be they're sleeping and thinking yeah, awake, but all stuff. But she's having a shared experience yeah. right now. Uh, let's see. Um, I was dialing my mom when I heard pounding on my door. I could see the door shaking from the force of whatever was hitting it. While I was calling for help, Miranda got the courage to peek under the door to get an idea of what we were dealing with. She looked at me and said, no one is there. Brave girl. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. right? She looked at me and said, no one is there. At this point, I was totally freaked out and wanting someone to come help us. Within this time, the pounding stopped and the footsteps seemed to walk down the hall again. I explained everything that happened to my mom and she told me to just stay in your room until your grandma gets home. She'd be home within 10 minutes, so we needed to hold it together just a little longer. I asked her to stay on the phone with us until someone got home because we were terrified. My grandma arrived not even a few minutes later, and she was furious with me again. It's like the adults that are like, what's wrong with you? Why are you mad? Everything, like, even if you don't believe in the supernatural, everything this kid has talked about, like, it would imply, like, an intruder or something like that. Right! Why are you mad, grandma? (laughs) I, um, let's see. I didn't even get the chance to explain what happened when she asked, why the hell was the front door wide open? Miranda and I were beyond confused because we hadn't entered that portion of the house since my grandma's boyfriend had left for his appointment. She calmed down when she saw that we were crying and scared for our lives. When we explained the events that had unfolded, her face turned as white as a ghost. She told us to go back to my room while she searched the house. She was convinced someone had broken in because the front door is wide open. Because the front door is open. The search was useless. Miranda and I both knew she wouldn't find anyone in the house. My grandma searched the house from top to bottom and found nothing. During the search, her boyfriend had come home and started to track the footprints in the fresh snow in a way to find this person that terrorized us. He was able to find some footsteps that led from our front door to the backyard. We lived in the country and had a huge yard and he continued to track them until they were suddenly gone in the middle of our yard. Skinwalker. Since that day, I had never felt safe in the house again. I always felt like there were eyes on me and I would spend most of my time at home outside reading as a way to escape. Woof. Oh boy, that, that's a that's a rough one. The fact that there are footprints, yeah, two yeah. people heard it in their footprints. Oof. Oof, yeah. See, that's that's such an interesting one because you go back and forth between, like between being like, oh, this is a hundred percent supernatural, to oh, this is straight up an intruder. Like, there's so much evidence, but then they just straight up disappear, and you're like, mm, wait, nope, never mind, that ain't an intruder. That that be a ghost. That be a demon, boy. Yeah, they disappeared in the middle of the yard. Or maybe it was a skinwalker. Turned into a bird and flew away, like Forrest Gump. <laughs> Make me a bird so I can fly far, far away from me. Classic skinwalker. Or maybe it was Coyote, <laughs> even girlfriend. I don't have a timeline on this, so it could be. Could be. Just going full coyote. feral. I'm suspicious now. Coyote. I'm on to Coyote. Could be in weird. Hey, don't tell my girlfriend what to do. So there you go. Yeah. Three stories from the passenger seat. Yes. And also, so this is something that we want to continue to do. Yeah, it was fun. If you ever, ever want to have us tell a story as poorly as we do it, (laughs) we will love to do it for you and share it on here. So just email us, Kim. Uh, Mile 13, that's number one, number three, mile13show at gmail.com. Yes. You can also find us on the Instagram and the Facebook. Uh, so you can message us on either one of those platforms. We thought about getting a Twitter, but eh. unless yeah. there's a demand for it, we probably won't. Yeah. If you we'll want see. us to get a Twitter, let us know. We'll get a Twitter. Email us at mile13. Yeah, right? <laughs> to tell us let to us get, get a Twitter. Let us know on one of our other things. 
Yeah. Oof. Those are terrifying and yeah. intense. I know. I got, I got nothing to, to wrap that up with. Um, stay in school. Don't talk to strangers. Yeah. Carry 50 bucks and some marijuana is not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Carry a shank. Um, carry a shank, but 50 bucks ain't worth it. And yeah, tell keep us your, your ghost stories. Yeah. And keep your cell phone on you at all times. Yes. Yeah. And charge. And if you're 14, just, just don't leave the house. Just be there all the time with a cell phone and a <laughs> if knife. If you're 14, Talk never to people leave your the age. house. Just go. <laughs> just stay home. <laughs> Cover yourself Nothing good wrap. ever happens to 14-year-olds. Apparently. Puberty. It, it's a mess when you're 14. <laughs> really There's is. nothing good that happens no. to you during that age. Fact. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's it. It. <laughs> I think that's all we got. Thanks for listening. We out. See you next time. Bye.